Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Well, we gather again another year at South by Southwest. (laughs) We're doing our late-night podcast. This is the earliest and most sane we will sound. That's right. This is uh, as lucid as it gets, people. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm Stephen Thompson. And I'm Ann Powers. And Ann, this is you're 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 in for it. It's all, <laughs> it's all. Yeah, I'm looking at my clock right now. It's not quite one in the morning, and I'm thinking, wow, this is nothing. This yeah, is, yeah, we're gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna yeah. go back out. Yeah, yeah this totally. is like tea time for but, me. <laughs> but we just finished our our show at Stubbs, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, some of us got here on Tuesday, and uh, I don't know what you saw, but I know my first thing was jumping in with a Josh Ritter interview about his new novel, and that was terrific. Did that in front of an audience. What a sweetheart. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, uh, I went, my very first shows were uh, a group called uh, The Boxing Lesson, and I liked them. It was a, and this woman had all these vintage scents, and they were pretty cool. I'm putting up a minute video of everything I see, so at oh, least yeah. that's, my, that's my goal. And then, um, and then I invited Josh Ritter to come see Lost in the Trees and this oh. other guy, Adam Makaraji, who sure. I love to come see Lost in Trees. And they did, and it was wonderful. And Lost in Trees is a group on my top five last year. And then Adam and Josh, at the end of it, they walked out holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell. <laughs> and, uh, and Lost in the Trees, a band I love, I've only seen it at, at This was one desk. Did you, did you even see the Tiny Desk concert? I thought yeah, you Yeah, no, I totally saw that oh, one, yeah. but, but I did not, I've never seen them live. A big challenge when you get a group with strings and sousaphones and French horns to like have a 30-second sound check. Oh. Anyway, they knocked it out of the park. People just loved it. But that's how they did it back in the 19th century when sousaphones were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I saw. And then I, I mean, I saw other stuff. But well, you, you, hit the, you hit the ground running. So. One thing we're doing differently this year at South by Southwest is we're, we're webcasting these shows, not only audio, but live video as well. And of course, to pull that off, to get, actually get the video signal from here to the rest of the world, you know, into outer space and to the rest of the world requires, you know, we had to get some really fat People lines have to fly put in. in big yeah. Rocket had, ships. And so we, and we contracted with a company to get lines put in. So I, uh, Monday, I get an email from our engineer saying, lines aren't in yet. I'm like, okay, no, no worries, no worries. Tuesday I get in, and while Bob was seeing shows, I was scrambling trying to figure out how are we going to get connectivity because we still didn't have it Tuesday. We go live Wednesday oh. night. So Wednesday, we still don't have connectivity. This is hours before yeah, the show. Yeah, and so a little uh, after lunch, or around 1 o'clock or so, I asked your engineer, and he said, nope, nothing. And I'm just thinking, okay, we'll get it figured out. And literally just a couple hours before we went live, we got the video connection. We got the lines in. Well, actually, not even physical lines. We ended up doing a wireless option. Ended up being a large tin can. Yes, <laughs> with a, a big wire. megaphone. But you know, this just <laughs> makes you and every American waiting for the cable guy to come. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it really was right. <laughs> so I didn't get to see any shows last night. Today I did steal a little time, and I saw Typhoon. And oh, I, I can't wait to see them. Is it? They were amazing, and uh, amazing enough that I'm going to have to see them at least one or two more times. Really? Oh, that's so exciting. Do you do do that? Do you see see bands who love multiple times? I never. Well, I do that. I don't think think of you. Bob, you don't even sit through. You sit through two songs, and then you're on to the next show. I'm in the ADD. 
Oh, same stuff. thing? You do? Yeah, I'm like a runner. I'm a crazy runner here at South by Southwest, trying to see five or six things at once. If you look at my schedule, you'll see simultaneous cloning experiments <laughs> going on with me. No, I look and I'm like, okay, yuck, one to two. All right, then what's at two? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, then I, yeah. I mean, I, find, I definitely find myself having this, like, I almost want to leave, like, a little memo on my iPhone to be like, pause to enjoy this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because, know. because when you get there... It's really easy to immediately start thinking about the next thing, and you never actually stop and have have a full full blooded experience. And I actually got to see one full set, other than obviously the stuff we did at Stubbs. Uh, I saw Jeremy Messersmith, who I talked about at the end of at our end of the year podcast last year, and I talked about how much I absolutely love this record he put out called The Reluctant Graveyard. And he came out and he was like, we didn't drive 22 hours for nothing, and he brings out a string section and lines them up in front of his band. So he's got like his, you know, four-piece band and then a four-piece string section, and these impeccable, perfect pop songs come out with all these strings and it was just for like a day party it was fantastic what is it with all these giant band string sections sousaphones well, what's going on I didn't banana say this costumes about, uh, ty- <laughs> typhoon but they had a string section a horn section there were there must there like 15 12 people on, yeah i mean there was a dozen people at least on on stage and it, you know it made me think of uh edward sharp and the magnetic magnetic zeros what a big joyful band they are that's what Typhoon is. Just this huge, joyful, just such a celebration of life and music. Does that mean I'm not going to be able to watch TV without hearing their songs in every commercial? (laughs) This time, yeah, next year, it'll be their turn. So are you guys going to try to see any of the buzz bands, like Colts, this week? I like Colts a lot. I've been listening to their CD, so I am going to try to see them. But I, but I didn't tell you about the banana. You read me no. reference to my banana costume band. I let the banana out of the bag. (laughs) No, wait, did you attend a band wearing a banana costume or did you attend a band, a band while wearing, wearing a banana, banana costume, costume right I actually now. have photos <laughs> of the band from Columbia uh, electronic duo whose name means son of a right in, banana. Uh, son <laughs> of a banana, banana. Uh, and, uh, and they were just fairly terrific but what were they called I mean, they were called this is just terrible on, do it man De, De first night who poochus D-E and then the next word is uh, J U E P U C H A S. Yeah, so that's it. Everybody at home pronounce it. Ready? Google One, two, three. Colombian banana suits. <laughs> that's right. And they were terrific. Admiral Fallow, I saw you at the Admiral Fallow show, a song that, and band that you recommended. Yeah, we talked about this band before South by Southwest. Uh, and and I, was, I was definitely like sort of a Scottish. For lack of a better term, sort of a Scottish Mumford and Sons, that kind of kind of kicky, stompy, but with a big, thick brogue. So it's kind of Scottish music that is that is infused with with Americana. Did they live up with to thick it for Americana? You? I really liked them a lot. I mean, I had only really heard the one song, "Squealing Pigs," that we had played on the show, right. and it was definitely a highlight of their set. But yeah, they had other good too. songs. I want to hear. I want to hear their whole record. I I, I did leave early to see the guys in the banana suit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I did like them, but I really I. Uh, speaking of kicking, stomping, if you haven't seen Trampled by Turtles... I did see Trampled, Trampled by they Turtles, were and I good. love them. And I've been wanting They're to from Minnesota. Them. We're going to have them in for... we got to have them in for oh, a Oh, boy. Concert. Fantastic mandolin player. They yeah. rock and they kick. I like them a they lot. They didn't even play their best song. That's another one, actually, I did see the whole set on. And, and uh, they didn't even play their best song. They, they're they, saving it for the next the day party. Or I'm, now I'm going to have to do what Robin does and just go see them again and again. Yeah. But just... <laughs> 
that basically like a like a like sort of like the Avett brothers, but the fast part and not ah. as pretty. Ah. Well, that's but, I miss the pretty of the Avett brothers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Avetts have a little bit of, on the songwriting end over right. what, from what I heard, and I, I there's not as much yeah. there's not as much sort of wisdom. I mean, the Avett brothers songs have sort of wisdom to them. This is a little bit more just like Kick speed. Down. Ah, yeah. speed is good. So we haven't talked about one of, to me what was one that might end up being one of the most exciting things that oh, we've God, done the yes. entire time here, which is. What's what was that? <laughs> you, yeah, you, you've been uh, seeing too much music today already. We are you went. Talking, wait, are you talking? <laughs> wait, are you talking about <laughs> Anne and me inter- <laughs> interviewing Crystal Bower socks? Yes, <laughs> the highlight of our so, lives. I have already forgotten. <laughs> How could you forget? No, I mean, it was just amazing. We got what, to go what, what, and see. What was it? We got to go and see. <laughs> His name is Jack. Keep, joke. Uh, Insert joke. Yeah, keep no. filibustering. So. We got to go see Jack White drove his third man records truck down here, and we got to go see this truck that he has tricked out. It is just a music lover's paradise. It's got he's got turntables and a mixing desk and all these shelves mounted to the insides of the truck, holding and records. Is, and wow. uh, it's tricked out in ev- I mean, on the outside, it is this gleaming yellow and black, just monolith. It sounds even better than my cousin Donnie's RV, which is really yeah. pretty amazing, frankly. Well, I mean, even the glass this doesn't have the astroturf in the bottom. Of it. <laughs> the doors have glass windows that are round that look like records and have grooves in it that yeah. are. Right. I mean, every detail in the wow. same. But but on top of the fact that you saw his truck, la di da. He showed us around, and he got to. He told us about how. Did he get you know, in and the back seat? We got to see him do a couple songs. It was just amazing, he came out, including "Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground." I mean, wow. it was like, and oh. Buddy Holly's not fade away. He yeah. stepped. He stepped out of the truck, and by this point, through the magic of social media, a large crowd had formed around his truck. We did tweet. We all did, songs. We did t- all songs at all songs. Ah, excellent. And uh, I don't think that was the only reason. <laughs> like a zillion <laughs> really? people shut up. It was there kind were of- a bunch of people beforehand. When I got there, I thought, man, you know what? This is a secret show, but word gets out somehow. I can't remember who it was. And then I find uh, that Bob had actually tweeted the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. It's it might have been our... Tweet-cret. It might have been our producer, uh, Mike Cassif, who said this, uh, who was standing next to me and said that, likened it to the U2 where the streets have no name video. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, this massive... And the awful thing is there were people who needed to use the parking lot. Oh, no. <laughs> right. In the middle of Jack White's set, the parking lot attendant is knocking on the van <laughs> telling him that you got to stop. you got to yeah. stop. And, of course... It didn't, it, it and it was really great. Force. He brought out this fellow called C6 Steve, a new yes. signee. Jack said he signed the contract by signing Jack's desk in ink. Yep. And this C6, he's an English guy, right? He's actually uh, he's an older guy. Uh, he's an older guy. An older yeah. guy. See, I don't think he's he kind was of a, English. Kind, no, he's no? kind of a kind of a troubadour, kind of a wanderer. I thought he was nominated for a Mercury Prize last year. I could see that. I think he has more of a following overseas, but he's definitely American. And he played a three-string... Thing? Beat up guitar. Beat to hell guitar. Awesome. And uh, he just played one song, stomping on a box. He could easily have been someone you would have walked by on a corner playing exactly music. exactly what I was thinking. But I, his, I, I would have stopped. Yeah. His, <laughs> his, uh, his box that he stomped on was like a, a, a little, like, oh, I don't know, it was bigger than a cigar crate. box, a little crate, had a little license plate on the front of it. Miss, Mississippi, Mississippi, of right? course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, how do we forget? But, you know, Jack White, he is just, 
He is just living the, the music lover's yeah. dream right now. He is right living now. everybody's dream. I mean, that, that guy has basically re- clearly reached a point in his life in which he, he can and will do whatever he wants to but do. Here's the, and he's here, sharing it. Though. And he's, he's sharing he's it, which sharing is it, wonderful. And here's the other thing. You know, he it's so nice to see someone who's reached his level of success still genuinely, genuinely love music so much and just the whole art of it and the, the artistry of the musicians and well, his craft. Love of, his and love the, of tangible music, his yeah. love of music as art. And is, it's it's just very, very genuine. It, this is not a gimmick yeah, or whatever. Right. Well, is, maybe Jack White will hook up with Crystal Bauer Sox who's moving to Nashville. He could be the source of the transformation that she is seeking. It that's, could happen. That's right. You know, Ann Powers and I... <laughs> We actually tag-teamed on it. Steven saved my life today because I was supposed to interview Crystal Bowersox, former American Idol, runner-up, current but, but, uh, but, jam but, band. But better than you would goddess. better than you would think from the words American Idol runner-up. No, she's actually a really a genuinely, solid Bob singer is giving Bob is giving a look. Very solid singer-songwriter. <laughs> Excellent voice. Big voice. Yeah, and... Let's hear a little Crystal Bowersox. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, she... I, I recommend the song Mason, which actually she co-wrote with her husband Brian, Brian Walker. But anyway, I was on a plane, or trying to get on a plane in Dallas, had to get to this interview, and I'm frantically texting, and Stephen was my knight in shining armor. He ran in, and he was ready to I, I do the interview. swooped into, on 45 minutes notice, interview Crystal Bowersox on stage, but fortunately, you and she were both so late. <laughs> that, <laughs> you showed up. Or unfortunately, from the look on your face, <laughs> <when> I, <walked laughs> I was like, "This is my moment." <laughs> he could have been the next American Idol interviewer. But That's no. right. Anyway, but, I thank you. So, so, much so we for wound that. up interviewing her together on we stage, did. which was uh, which was a lot of fun. Though the only downside to the Crystal Bauer Sox experience is I had to walk away from a band I really, really liked. Uh, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> snack on that. A band called Givers. Oh, I like Givers. Oh, a they're lot. on my. And boy, was that! First of all, they 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 opened with the song that I put you know that I put on the Austin 100 that I had disco- you know that I'd heard from that that group of 1600 songs I ended up listening to. They were last. They were on last year's. They were on last best. year's as well. And me- I, I might have even seen them last year and forgotten. What are they like? I haven't um, seen them. How would you like? Kind uh, of kind of a worldly. Yeah, upbeat, good. Poppy, upbeat uh, with sli- the, that those good slightly, melodies. those slightly sort of Africanish yes, right. guitars. They, they oh, do from Vampire. And they're New Orleans, they're New Orleans based band. I believe right? so. They're one of those like kind of big bands from yeah. from North. And, and oh, cool. for me, one way that you can win me over is if it, in a in that sort of rock band setting, you have the singer up front playing a, an extra drum kit. Yes, yeah, so that's like usually that. a very very good <laughs> sign as far as whether I'm going to love a band. So Givers was or a, just a drum kit. As a <laughs> <laughs> to someone standing with a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I, like, no, I love no. having a real drummer. No, I like, like I, real, James Blake had a real drummer tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah I so. think that makes all the difference. You can be a, a great laptop musician, but like if you add a live drummer, that makes all the difference. Yeah, that James world. Blake really, and I, on our show tonight was was the best thing I've seen today. Really, really I thought it was beautiful. I wasn't. Yeah. Quite, I, I don't know if it was the best thing I saw today because I saw a bunch of really great stuff. Yeah. But he. It's it's interesting. I was I was I was saying when you know, when we were writing about it that that 
he kind of battles both very high expectations and very low expectations. Oh. He has the high expectations from the standpoint of he's one of the big sort of buzz artists right. at this festival. There's no one's seen him. He's never been No here. one's seen him. Right. He's a really young guy. The people don't even people yeah. don't even entirely know what he looks like. He's got these kind right. of fo- you know these kind of foggy press photos. Right. And his record got like an 83 on Metacritic, a really high score v- from all the critics. Yeah, the very 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 well reviewed record, but at the same time I think there were low expectations from a standpoint of is this guy going to exude more stage presence right. or less stage presence than I exude when I'm sitting at my laptop. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And what's your verdict? My version is more than the than the laptop, mm-hmm. less than the best thing I saw today, but I quite liked it. And there were moments I thought were really breathtaking. Stunning moments beautiful, of music. Beautiful, Very beautiful lovely, music. beautiful, delicate, and at the same time these bass tones that I could feel mm. in my feet. It, it would yeah. rattle, it it rattled my ground. kneecaps a yeah. couple times. And so. the voice, I mean, the voice reminds me of Anthony Hegarty, of Anthony and the Johnsons. Yeah. It's such a beautiful androgynous voice. And Here's this white English guy taking on African-American idioms. And this very, really, very young. He looked about 14. Yeah, I yeah, think he's... 22. He's, yeah. yeah, and, but, you know, it's not... It's dangerous territory sometimes for a young white guy to take on the soul tradition, but I think he made it into something internal and spiritual that was very beautiful. And then we had Raphael Sadiq saying, hey, this is how you do classic soul that's going to make you dance. And I was up and dancing during that set. I was, I was really happy to have a chance to get in the front of the crowd and shake it with Raphael, who sounds like a young Stevie sometimes, or some of those songs are like Chuck Berry on that new record, Stone Rollin'. I was really excited to see Raphael. He, he killed it, and we kicked off the night with Yuck, and yep. at some point, at one point, the kids in the band, they, they, they said, well, of course, this is the most people we've ever played to before, <laughs> and, and backstage beforehand, uh, Amy Schriefer, our, one of our coordinators, was back there with the band, and they, she said that they were just freaking out. So they were, they were just like because they were so nervous, and she was calling, you know, like talking she's, them down. I think and, she's so used to she's so used to talking me through introducing these bands on stage. <laughs> she's she's used to sort of that. that they kind of, were pro, though. They were great. I, I, they did I not couldn't believe they were such I could a young band. To those droning. I don't guitars just mean, for hours. Yeah. Oh, I was standing Great next pop to songs. I was standing next to Mike Katz, of our producer, and he is a big Yuck enthusiast. He's he the one the who was just beating the drum for Yuck over and over again. And he was standing next to me, and they played. They closed with this amazing like seven minute song right. called Rubber. And Mike was just sitting here, just like, please don't end, please don't <laughs> end. <laughs> and it was just remember the nineties. <laughs> just this eruption of sound, and they were down on the ground playing with the knobs on their guitars. Great. Yeah. Then we had James Blake Smith. Westerns we had last year, and I thought they killed it too. I think their songs have gotten better. Yeah, there were there were some true. Gen- they, were, they actually had almost kind of a girl group feel. Uh, for a group for, that girls would like, also. Yeah. <laughs> prettiest, prettiest hair in music. Lovely hair. Very, very pretty band and pretty song. Very pretty pop. Yeah. Great yeah. pop rock. Song. George yeah. Harrison lives yeah. in his own way inside of us. Uh, right, and, and all that kind of bubblegum pop that you know that kind of classic Archie's almost right. stuff which I love you know I really dig that stuff but that's mixed with like a rock band yeah no, they're definitely a rock band but there were just elements of these very throw I mean I, was, I was, wasn't sure if it was girl groups or the Archie's or what right. it was but it was Gl- very early glam very elemental yeah. classic it's the same place the Ramones songs. reached to make their pop songs I mean totally. the Ramones did it with more, more energy and, and more guitar and more aggression yeah <laughs> but, but it's that same loveliness it made them not just another 
made them a more memorable band from that era, I think. Than, than and the crowd was really into them, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. What a great so, night. So we shot video of all these. The videos are archived on the site. You mentioned Raphael. But that's City. a short time on the video. Not all the videos won't be up forever. We'll have songs from all of the videos. Right. So go watch them now. And be sure to there. check out Raphael Sadiq. The woman in his band, she's on the oh, right side God, of the stage. She's so great. I oh my oh. She the her move, she did not stop moving. Amy, again, backstage with the band beforehand, said that, that the woman in the band was pulling her knees up to her chest and stretching out <laughs> and, and she was jumping up and down like literally like a boxer getting ready to go in oh, yeah. to the ring just so that she could get herself in character for that because man, those moves. Is, funk is an athletic yeah. Endeavor. And the whole band was just killing it like well, that, too. And I'll oh say, my like, God, my impression show. of Raphael Sadiq going into this show is that he's this very impeccable, very sort of perfectly tailored mm. guy who kind of plays perfectly tailored music. Right. But once he had that big, full band behind him, I mean, he was, there were just buckets of sweat. Absolutely. And, like, and he, you know, clothes, layers kept coming off. Yeah. You know, he was in a tank top by Which the end of the I show. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Dude's cut. <laughs> but but I, I I didn't think that was necessarily I didn't know that that was in his repertoire, given that I'd only seen him in these kind of sit down performance environments like a tiny desk concert. Yeah, that well, was a I, surprise for me too. I was saying to Bob that that when I first started following Rafael Sadiq many years ago, I felt he he didn't quite have a handle on how to make his music emotionally powerful, and he's mm-hmm. really developed that side of him in his forties, which is sort of amazing. He's a grown man. He shows the value of a grown man. We had a lot of boys on that stage tonight. <laughs> a girl. I was happy yeah, that a grown man closed it out. Excellent. Well, we have... Uh, I'm going to more shows tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back out. Maybe Who are you going to see? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm actually Bob's not gonna sure. going to go back and see d- the rest of Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> this is I've got Earth. five different choices, and I'm going to... At 103, you have five different choices. Welcome to South by Southwest. (laughs) And we'll be back tomorrow a little more harried. A little later. A little more hairy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't shave while I'm down here the whole time. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. (laughs) Or shower. Good night, everybody. Good night, Bob. Hasta la vista, baby.